was learning uh, English, this is what my teacher said. There's an old saying where if you encounter the same word or vocabulary three times, three different situations, then it becomes yours. It becomes a part of you, right? So what I mean is, let's say you find that one word in a book, mm-hmm. right? For instance, and then when the same word shows up in a show or your favorite uh, song or in a conversation, what happens is the third time you would something happens where. You're listening to Rome is in Manila, a podcast with the pandemic as its ground zero. I am Rome Juanetas. I am not your friend yet. Listen as we transcend through space and time discussing misadventures, noise, and learnings with guests who are learning and learning and learning things. Tune in. Stop being a stranger. Be a friend. Hello. Hello, Simon. How are you doing? Thank you for coming here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi. Yes. Um, for those yeah. who do not know, um, I met Simon a year ago when we took the Topic exam. So Topic exam, yes. Yeah. So we now know each other for about a year. And Correct. Yeah. It's been it. it's been a year. Yep. Yep. Okay. So yeah, C- could you introduce yourself for a bit, Simon? Hi, my name is Simon Cho. Uh, I'm Korean. My parents are both Korean, so I'm fully blooded. Uh, but I grew up in the Philippines, so I came to the Philippines when I was really young, like two years old. So when I was growing up, I went to Philippine public school, and then right about fourth grade, I went to an American-based international school, hence the accent, a uh, no, more neutral accent. Right? So for college, I was a bit ambitious, I guess. I wanted to go to the States, so I went there and studied uh, my uh, BA in management and I moved to, moved to Canada because I wanted to see the other part of North America. So, and I finished my degree there and I worked office jobs, uh, all kinds of different jobs, you know, and, but it didn't really suit me. I was actually initially planning on like becoming a Canadian like, permanent resident, but things happened. So came back to Korea Worked there. I, it was too stressful. <laughs> so, you know, I came back to the Philippines yeah, and taking up my MBA. Mm, yeah. Okay. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for like, letting us in through your journey. Like, journey. Now. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. And, yeah um, aside from stress in Korea, what is the reason you went back to the Philippines? Uh, I wanted to pursue uh, education uh, beyond my bachelor's and I was trying to, I was considering a lot of things. Uh, I was thinking, where do I really want to settle, right? That's the biggest question for me, having moved, moved around so much. And for me, I mean, I could have just lived in Korea, you're right, but for me, Philippines felt more at home. so. I came back, yeah, it's way more laid back and chill here. And no one's really trying to pressure if you're not doing anything. So I kind of like the lax, take my, take my own pace vibe. 
So yeah, that's the biggest reason why I came back. Wow. So you, you're saying that you're willing to settle here in the Philippines? Yeah. Yeah. At least uh, maybe 10 more years. <laughs> I, I actually like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like the what is it, Southeast Asian vibe. So if I were to move once more in my life ever, then it would be Thailand. Thailand. <laughs> Thailand, yeah. But then, you know, as of now, you know, I really like just chilling in the Philippines. I see. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And what are you currently doing right now in terms of career so, or studies? In terms of, well, my study, I graduated in um, management, right? Mm-hmm. So that actually helped me, opened a lot of doors for me to work in a more office and business setting. Mm-hmm. But so most of my position was like more administrative assistant and just office uh, corporate slave. <laughs> but but now I'm, right now, I didn't want it to take up too much of the work. So I am, I'm a, I'm a full, uh, full-time student uh, doing my master's degree and part-time uh, uh, teaching Korean. So I used to teach English, but now more in Korean. And I uh, translate documents. And, yeah. So you're mm-hmm. taking your MBA, right? Yeah. Okay. So in the Philippines, Philippines, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, in the Philippines, uh, pretty well known school, right? Uh, at the Neo. Right. Yes. So yeah, I'm taking up MBA there. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. And. Uh, how, how long have you already been taking your MBA? Are you graduating soon? How's it going? Oh, uh, I would say like three more. So in the in the at at system, we have like trimesters. Mm-hmm. So I think I just need three more semesters, which mm-hmm. is about one year left to like graduate. Yeah. All right. I see. It's raining right there. now. <laughs> can, can you hear the rain? Yeah, I can. <laughs> okay, it's but gonna it's be recorded, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know how the audio will come out with the rain, but if you can hear me, that's yeah, that's for the best. I can hear you, no problem. Yeah. Okay, cool. All mm-hmm. right. So yeah, so last year we met because of topic of the topic exam. Now I want to ask you about mm. uh, Koreans taking the topic exam. Like, why do Koreans even? take the exam uh i think people have their own reasons for taking mm-hmm. topic but personally i since my my job has, has to do with translation and hopefully live interpreting uh, i'm pursuing that license so and if i were to work in a korean speaking uh, position wherever i go they would require me to take or to have a topic um, score of three or above or something. Yeah. I see. But that is mm-hmm. because you didn't finish your studies in Korea, right? Or is yeah, it- I actually never schooled in Korea. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's probably why. I see. Yeah. And how's the experience mm-hmm. taking topic as a Korean? Uh, well. Obviously, it is my mother tongue, so I say that's a that's one of the advantages of taking a language. 
exam that is my language, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even for Koreans, the writing section is pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. So it was challenging for me. The rest of the exam was, you know, was on the more on the easier end because mm-hmm. you speak it every day, right? Yeah, yeah. But the writing part was a bit different, right? A bit more adu- academic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. So yeah, I think that's major. That's a major advantage for native Koreans taking the exam because you get more exposed to it. But as you mentioned, the writing part probably mm-hmm. is just as difficult for everyone. Yeah, I see. Okay. Um, do, would you have any tips for people who are preparing for topic? Because I'm not sure if it's gonna push through, but if it is, I think another exam will be hap- happening next month. In oh, next month. Yeah, wow. probably if it's gonna push through. I- I'm not yet sure. I didn't hear any news, but yeah, tips. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, uh, it's more on the writing, right? So I could tell you a little bit of how to improve your writing. So if you've done a lot of writing done in English, right, it's, the structure is very similar, right? You, you, have, you need a topic sentence, right, supporting ideas and examples. But the key thing is you have to try to uh, take all your subjectivity out. Right? You need to use facts mm. and try to sound as objective as possible. Because if you have any sentences that has, like, I thinks, right, mm. Or if you've learned Korean, then it's like, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, I think, or it seems like, mm-hmm. then your argument is very strong. So I, I recommend people who are thinking of uh, practicing for this exam uh, to read a lot of like Korean articles mm-hmm. because the Korean articles are written by reporters. So obviously right. their, their level of writing is pretty, right? It's pretty standard. And you can easily find these articles at random uh, on the Korean Google, right? Uh, it's called Neighbor. the neighbor. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We call it the green box right, in Korean. So, oh, you call it the yeah. green box? We call it the green box. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's my first time. Green search bar. <laughs> yeah. Green search bar or Chorokchang. Yes. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You could type up like um, there's a news tab. So you click on that and then just like how MSN still does where it mm. categorizes the articles in topics like politics or sports, mm. you can look it up yeah, that way and just mm. read. And if you don't understand, then, uh, well, you have to practice your reading comprehension first. Right. And then once you figure it out and to improve your writing, you have to read an article and then try to summarize it three, five sentences. Mm. Yeah. And then I think that'll, that'll really help with the writing. I see. Yeah. Thank you very much. Because for me, I'm, I'm also preparing. I'm not sure if I'm going to take it this, I mean, the following one. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure of the quarantine measures, if it's going to loosen up any time soon, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to take on that suggestion that you have. I'll be reading neighbor news more often. Oh, it helped me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and although um, my my trouble with reading news articles from Mm -hmm. like neighbor news is that 
I often get a lot of vocabulary words that are not familiar. Like, for example, if I read something on economics, like a lot of vocabulary words. How, how do you deal with new vocabulary with words? Yeah, jargons. Um, well, then again, I have to say, maybe because I'm Korean, right? Mm -hmm. You get a lot of exposure in those aspects, even though it's a subject that you don't really know, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not really uh, adverse with. Right. Uh, but it would be nice, I guess, your first steps is uh, to, maybe if article's too hard, you can go to uh, books, like novels, or mm -hmm. grade school, middle school. But then, sadly, the... Novels for grade school and medium, uh, what is it, uh, middle school level, it's not going to be enough right. to score a high mark in the topic writing exam. If you want, like, uh, what, what's the highest score for the, each section? Was it a... Was I think it 100 a, for each section. 100 for each section, yeah. yeah. But then there is, like, six different levels, I think, where mm. six is six, five and six is, like, the highest, right? Yes. You won't score that high if it's like middle school or a grade school level, mm. right? You would get like a five maybe if it's a high school level. So right. a six, which is pretty much fluent Korean, that's what they expect. So that's why I recommended the, uh, the what is it, the neighbor and the articles. Yeah. If you were going, if you're, if you're shooting for a three, then sure, read middle school-based to high school based, uh, what is it, novels and textbooks, mm. because they will be written in more sim simpler language. Right, I see. Right. Would you have any novel recommendation in Korean? Oh like, man. <laughs> if there's any favorite that you have? <laughs> Sadly, I haven't been reading, <laughs> uh, reading that much. Yeah, uh, most I of my see. reading is more in English, yeah. Mm. So, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Yeah. That's Maybe okay. at a later date, I could, I could look up. True. Yeah, because uh, I, I actually yeah. have two There's a nice Korean site uh, where you can buy Korean books. Okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. A site where you can find uh, and buy Korean uh, books, right? Mm. You've probably heard of it. Have you heard of Kyobo? Kyobo. Yes. I've heard of Kyobo Bookstore. They also sell yeah, yeah. e-books, right? Yeah, they sell ebooks. They sell um, language learning, and they sell all kinds of uh, books. It's literally the Amazon of Korea. Right. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think people can check that out too. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not getting paid by them, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not sponsored, good, guys. Good <laughs> yeah, no, not sponsored by them. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I see. Okay, Th thank you for that. And because you know, uh, the writing exam, the topics are usually like something that we don't normally discuss, right? Like exactly. last last year, I think the topic was about morality or values. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, my topic I still remember. It's about like how much. Uh, so you know, Korean K-pop idols, right? Mm -hmm. So my topic was actually very interesting. It was about how much of their life, right, should be personal versus uh, public. Oh. So how much should they balance, right? 
And what are the sides? Like you have to pick a side. Like they should be more secretive about your private life or they should just be open about it and they should live their private, I mean, they should show off their private lives as if it's just public uh, information. Wow. So, you know, so it was, it was an interesting topic. Yeah, right. I had fun writing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if I can explain myself. I mean, explain that topic in Korean. But yeah, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. I wrote it in a more, because I've lived abroad as well, mm. I, I gave a more Western perspective. So mm. I talked about how Koreans usually think this way, right? Uh, being very secretive about their personal lives because, you know, uh, private lives are private lives. So mm. should not uh, openly, whatever, discuss or show. Mm. But the Western side of it, is there might be uh, flaws and pitfalls, but it's not always bad, right? It's mm. it's all it's sometimes nice to be more personable, more human right. uh, when you're showing off your your life. So yeah. wow. obviously, you don't want to show off your bad sides, but True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, actually, that's a very good point. That when we write for the test, it's not just about the grammar or the vocabulary words that we know but we're also putting not, in our yeah. viewpoints on the paper that we're writing. Yes. I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, still on writing, another question that I have sure. on writing. Um, it. Since it's a timed exam, how do you yeah. manage the time for the writing? Because I think this is the part where people run out of time, mostly. Uh, like most um, uh, Korean adolescents, I have been trained to write, uh, but I wasn't trained so much to write in Korean per se, but I was trained to like in writing in general. So when I was preparing to go to the States, I was uh, doing SAT practice exams, right? And the SAT practice exams are like, or the writing section is only, they only give you 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't, about, I don't know about now, but they only give 25 minutes before. So you have to sketch an outline really quickly. Three points, three examples, <laughs> maybe two examples on each point, and then like intro, three points with evidences, and then conclusion, bam, right? It's a whole package. So I sketch the outline really quickly on a scratch paper, and then just bolt and then write about it. And then what I do last, because I had, because the topic uh, writing exam, they give you an hour, right? An hour or 45 Maybe. minutes? I don't know. I, I'm not quite, sure. But quite yeah. a bit of time. Right. They give you quite a bit of time compared to the SET, right? So right. what I did last is write everything in like 30 to 40 minutes mm -hmm. and then went back to it and then saw like which part I could improve uh, so that it sounds better. Mm -hmm. or it, it's using more or challenging uh, grammar points mm -hmm. right so yeah, you revisit it afterwards so make sure you're not thinking about the grammar so much to begin with mm -hmm. just write down what you have to say first and then revisit it and be like add more grammar points improve your writing so it's or improve your sentences yeah it used to be, I think, very strict where every character needs to be in each boxes. Mm -hmm. But when I asked the, the proctor, they were like, oh, it's fine. 
So it's, they're not as strict. So don't try to re- write it, write it legibly, but don't take too long to write it very, like in a very neat way, <laughs> I guess. It saves time, right? Actually, yeah, about that, I, I was actually thinking because I, I think this is a bit too technical, but writing numbers in the boxes, yeah. I think some mm-hmm. numbers can be put in one bo- box together instead of like separately but yeah there's mm-hmm. technical stuff like you mentioned it might not be as important as the actual writing itself yeah i mean as long as readable or legible uh i think this is just my totally my opinion that that doesn't mean you have to write in like minuscule font size right? but i'm saying as long as the grader can read it and they like it I think they will give you a, a decent score. Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much for those tips. Those were a lot, and I hope that. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to like. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I didn't mean like a lot yeah. boring, but no. I mean those are a lot of helpful things that people can like put into action when they take the test mm-hmm. next month if it's happening. And yeah, if it's and, happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's happening probably. Okay, now let's move on to a different topic because I know that you're sure. studying Mandarin. Are, are you still studying Mandarin? Yeah, yeah. I right now is more self, uh, more studying. But yeah, I've been, I've been studying Mandarin. Yes. Okay, so can can you tell me more about it? Because yeah, you took classes and then now you're self studying. Okay, so. <laughs> My Mandarin journey started when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the, the unfortunate part is I didn't study Mandarin like continually, like without stopping. Mm-hmm. I started it uh, in my high school, um, maybe like one or twice a week, uh, and I learned it from this uh, old lady who was Taiwanese. <laughs> so I was writing like the hard, uh, not simplified, the traditional mm-hmm. uh, text. Which was nice because it gave me a lot of insights on every brush strokes and giving me, like the the teacher was like really breaking it down for me. Be like, why these strokes are why 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 it's written that way and how it why it's, why it needs to look that way. So I got a lot of insights through that. So the traditional side of it, and then when I went to the states, I didn't want to forget it all my Mandarin because I've spent so much uh, effort and time on it. Didn't want it to let it go to waste. So while I was majoring in uh, business, I wanted to minor in Mandarin. So I took, so for, I was in the States for about two years, every semester. Yeah. Every semester I took a, I went to the uh, East Asian or Asian studies department and I signed up for an intensive language course. And I took, they had like a intensive beginning uh, Mandarin course where there was class every day. Wow. So, so the Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday was uh, normal classes. And then Tuesday and Thursdays were, uh, what is it? Were like study hall kind of thing where you still have like uh, proctors and teachers come in but then you do your homework and you do exercises and drills. So it was nice. It got me to be confident about more about uh, conversational uh, skills. And, but sadly, when I went to Canada, I 
and was still finishing my VA there, I didn't, there was no Mandarin course or anything. So the only way to learn is have a friend, have a Chinese friend to tag along wherever you go. And yeah, it's not hard to find Chinese anywhere. So yeah, yeah, like <laughs> you can just find a Chinese buddy to practice. <laughs> yeah. So they can, you can teach them English. They can teach you Mandarin. So yeah, that's how it was. In Korea, nobody. <laughs> I, didn't have a, I didn't have a Chinese friend. There was a Chinese employee, but that's about it. Uh, and then when I came back to the Philippines again, I didn't want it to for, like, uh, give it up. So I took uh, Mandarin courses once a week. And, you know, the, the levels are just, it keeps rising. I think I first started at beginning, beginner six, just so that I refreshed my Mandarin uh, skills. And then now I'm like uh, advanced three, I think. So I think it has, I think the session that's available is about up to like advanced six and that's it. So I'm almost there. <laughs> I'm almost there. And while I was taking my uh, court classes there, they also have uh, language proficiency exams. So it's called the HSK. Uh, HSK is the proficiency exam. It's like Han Yu Shui Ping culture. So, and I took the three, aced it. Four did okay. And I have uh, five and six left but I'm kind of scared because <laughs> there's a saying where, what is it? By six, you need to know about like 3,000 characters. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't be so sure. Don't, don't quote me on it. But like every time the level goes up, the number of vocabulary doubles. So let's say you learn like 600 at HSK three, or sorry, 300, then 4 will be 600, 5 will be 1,200, and then 6 would be like 2,400, something like that. But like, the, I'm just giving you examples of numbers, but that would be something like, how that's how it is. So it's pretty intensive to cram all those characters in your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Knowing Korean is very advantageous to you because you've already been exposed to like a lot of Hanjang yeah. beforehand. So like the, the funny thing is uh, most Koreans, they learn uh, Hancha first, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. While they're learning Korean, they learn Hancha because uh, as I mentioned to you in our per earlier talks, uh, Korean, the language is backed up by Chinese characters, like about 60 to 70%. So, yeah, it's funny because while I was growing up, I didn't know they were Hanja mm -hmm. until I learned Chinese. So I, for, for me, it was the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. So while I was learning Chinese, I was like, oh, so it's actually Hanja in Korean. Mm -hmm. Whereas most Koreans would learn the Hanja with Korean. So they know it's coming from the Chinese language. So, right. you know, yeah. It doesn't matter which order you're learning. You're learning both anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this HSK is quite different from the topic, right? Because 
in Topic, there are only Very like two exams, and then mm -hmm. you're given a level based on your score. But this one, you're mm -hmm. taking an exam for each level. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, each level. But are, are you required to take yeah. the lower uh, level? One thing to know the. Are, are you yes. required? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you have to take one first yes. before yeah. two. You have to. Mm -hmm. Correct. That's how it is. I mean, some people skip it, mm -hmm. but I recommend doing it one at a time. Uh, I see. Would it's you, like it's like a it's like building on top of each other, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But would you yeah. still recommend taking one and two, or? Do you think people can just go straight to three? If you have an experience of actually going to China, living in China, or actually, you know, uh, have a Chinese friend experience, right? Then maybe you can skip the one and two. Uh, the one, from what I heard, was it's all in opinion, or the opinion is given. So you don't really have to write at all, from my, from what I heard. So, yeah. And then the the two is you do a little bit of writing, but then not so much. Yeah, you don't write full sentences yet. Maybe you, one or two words. You don't really write a lot until you hit three. And four, four is a lot of writing. You have to write full sentences with grammar points now. Mm -hmm. And I'm expecting five and six to be no English whatsoever. Um, like even the instructions are gonna be in Mandarin. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mm -hmm. see. That's cool. And how That's are cool. you doing your self study right now? Uh, I think I should be more uh, hard. Uh, I should be working more than what I'm actually doing right now, <laughs> but. If I were to intensively study Mandarin right now is, I, I would have to, I would like to, to watch shows mm -hmm. because for me, watching shows would be one of the faster ways to learn a language. It has so much in packed, jam-packed in a show, right? Because the way they, they express the words, the way they, the, the word choice that they use, uh, and it's very ad hoc. It's coming mm. like fluid, fluidly. Whereas writing, you have to think about and write. So mm. the books are very mechanical. Mm -hmm. Whereas conversation spoken is very, uh, very organic. So I think the thought process going through conversation is the faster way to learn. You can see their reaction, their faces, their tone, uh, gestures, everything, right? Mm. So I think... Uh, watching shows for me would be the best way and then good the cool part about uh asian shows i guess <laughs> in general is that we have like mini subs mm. so words that are jotting out right? right so i don't know about other shows elsewhere but uh i know east asian shows for sure is you you have these words that pop out so korean right. shows have words pop out sure. uh chinese shows literally have Words that pop out and uh, what is it? A full blown uh, what is it? Subtitles, yeah. Mm -hmm. So when they sing, when they when they talk, everything is in subs. 
So it must be a lot of work for the suburb, but it's all in Mandarin. So it's really nice. You can pause the video and then listen to what they're saying and then look at the subs, right? And then the sentence structure is already there for you. So you can tease out and be like, why is it, why is it said that way? Why is the order this way? You can learn the syntax of the sentence. Right. So it's a nice way, in True. my opinion. And yeah, actually, that's very, I, I think that's very relevant for people who are studying a language and they're already at like high intermediate or at yeah. advanced and they yeah. feel like they cannot do any more progress. I, I think that's something to help them break the whatever they're trying to break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I I always one more thing that I want to add is I always uh, see languages as learning a language a, a hill and a plateau. So when you're learning a certain in a certain level, it's mm-hmm. fun, and when it's fun, it's a hill, right. right? And then once you hit this certain uh, degree, right, you start to plateau, and when you plateau, that's like when it's when the language learning language becomes boring True. but you have to go through that process in order for that next climb to come out right mm-hmm. so i think it's all about um practicing a lot being exposed constantly mm-hmm. and then you will feel that that jolt of uh what is it satisfaction again when you start climbing but if you have not done anything while you're plateauing then you don't know when that next climb will come. True. Right? So, wow. yeah, I wow, think that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a good uh, analogy, I guess. Yeah, it's always it, a climb and plateau. Sure. Whatever language I experienced, it was, it was always, always the same. Yeah, that, that's really wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I was actually going to ask you to give advice for people who are learning languages. <laughs> like you, you already shared these things. So, yeah, unless there's something else that you'd like to add on top of that. Tips. Which one? Learning for oh, language to learn languages. Yeah. Uh. Okay. So, <laughs> I guess I get I can elaborate more uh, okay. on this topic. Um. So while I was learning uh, English, this is what my teacher said. There's an old saying where, if you encounter the same word or vocabulary three times, three different situations, then it becomes yours. It becomes a part of you. Right. So what I mean is, let's say you find that one word in a book, right? Mm-hmm. For instance, and then when the same word shows up in a show or your favorite uh, song or in a conversation, what happens is the third time, you would something happens where it immediately clicks, and then you can finally use that word more comfortably. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't experienced that same vocab three times. In three different instances, mm-hmm. you can't be like, I saw it in a book. Tomorrow, I saw it in a book again, right? That doesn't work. It needs to be like totally different medium, different instance uh, in your life uh, for it to actually become engraved in your brain somewhere, in your long-term memory, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that is the, that I guess that's one of the tips I can give. <laughs> and the semi-shortcutting method of learning a language, I'm, I say semi-shortcutting because there is no shortcut mm-hmm. but a semi shortcut of learning a language is to memorize by phrases 
and not by just vocabulary. Uh, a lot of us, what we do is we try to learn the vocabulary uh, only, right? right? So like 50 words, 100 words, bam, right? But you might learn 100 words, but how, but realistically, how many, how many of them does it retain, right? Maybe like 10, right? If you're lucky, you picked up like the, the, the 10 of it out of 100, right? right? But if you learn the word in a phrase basis, what ends up happening is your conversation is much faster. So let's say you learn this one word and you love this word because it's your brand new word, hmm. right? You make, uh, let's say, 20 or 30 sentences with that uh, 20 phrases. Not, it doesn't have to be a long sentence, just phrase with that one vocab. And then you memorize the phrase. So while you're talking, what ends up happening is while you're thinking, when you're pulling that out of your long-term memory, you will not only pull out the word, you will pull it out as a phrase. Right. So, so you might pull out as a phrase and suddenly you sound more authentic. <laughs> you, sound, you sound more confident. You sound like as if you own that word. So I guess that's one of, it, one of the... Uh, that's one, one other way to do it. And maybe just one more. Uh, lastly, <laughs> um, is to never, be sh never shy out, right? Never be too shy to, to use that language, right? Maybe you are a reporter or someone good with language in your primary language. But when you learn a new language, you're not as good, right? Just because your primary language is like right here doesn't mean that your second language, you have to use it at that level at the get-go. So it's okay to make mistakes. True. Uh, actually, the more mistakes, the more times you are wrong, the faster you learn how to use it correctly. True. So you have, to, you, have to, you have to challenge yourself. Yeah, you're right. It might be uh, embarrassing, but it's actually not embarrassing because it's not your primary language to begin with. True. So you have to keep making that mistake and then let other people correct you. And don't, don't be too sensitive about it. Right? Mm -hmm. When somebody corrects you, it's fine. That just means people care about you to True. speak that language well. And you just, right? Some people, they don't like to be corrected or they shy out because they're being corrected. But I think it's very important where you let other people correct you and then you keep making mistakes, right? right. So then when you keep making mistakes, and someone correct you, you'll, keep, you'll make less mistakes next time. So you have to allow yourself to do that. I think that'll really help you. Yes. Yes, that's, yeah, that's really wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay, so I, I just do a quick recap of these last gems yeah, sure. that you've shared so that people <laughs> can also process them, you know. So um, actually, before I ask you the question you shared about the heel and plateau, and that's really wonderful. So people out there who are studying, just go through the plateau if you're going through it and just go on until you see the next hill that you're going to exactly. climb. And mm -hmm. then the other one that you mentioned is um, multiple exposures of the same word in different right. instances. Correct. And it becomes yours once that right. happens, at least three different instances. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you mentioned about memorizing phrases instead of words, singular right. words. So, mm -hmm. yeah, because that makes you more fluent and more confident when pulling out those words 
when actually right. speaking. Mm -hmm. And lastly, you shared about not shying out and not being afraid to make mistakes because mm -hmm. yeah, that's the process and you're still learning anyway. People will help you and correct you. Just don't be too exactly. afraid. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's really wonderful. Thank you so much, Simon, for no yeah, problem, a no lot problem. of these <laughs> amazing pleasure. gems that you've shared. I, I hope that other people will pick this up and also go on their language learning journey. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and lastly, um, is there anything that you would want to promote, perhaps? Where can people find you? Like, perhaps if they want an, a Korean language teacher, you know, a lot of oh, you know, people and a lot of listeners are probably interested in learning Korean too. Uh, well, you can share my number to them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. And then they can contact me on Viber or Kakao Talk, right? Same number. And uh, we'll see how it goes, right? Okay. Uh, I was thinking of doing a YouTube about it, but, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm just um, busy, so I have to figure <laughs> out uh, if I was if I want to do something like that. Yeah, we'll be looking mm -hmm. forward to that. And yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I, I will not be posting your number online. So if people no, are if they PM yeah, you, they can PM me. <laughs> then exactly, if they PM you, right. then you're you, you're not you using social right media, right? So people cannot find you in social media, like uh, Facebook, Instagram. Or they can find me on Facebook, but you know, I'm trying to try not to use as much social okay. media as possible i see yeah. that's totally yeah. cool yeah okay yeah so thank you very much simon for no today problem. it was a great time i also learned a lot thank you oh, and hope to you see you again that. next time <laughs> yeah sure definitely You're listening to Rome is in Manila, a podcast with the pandemic as its ground zero. I am Rome Juanetas. I am not your friend yet. Listen as we transcend through space and time discussing misadventures, noise, and learnings with guests who are learning and learning and learning things. Tune in. Stop being a stranger. Be a friend.